1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right.
3: And join Michael Smirkanish right here. In the middle.
2: This is the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds.
4: Tago V. Tagoviloa. I'd rather just go with Tua. The NFL Players Association has dismissed a neurologist who evaluated the Miami Dolphins quarterback after that hit to his head in the game against the Buffalo Bills which was a week ago yesterday. Tua was allowed to return to that game only to be carted off the field during a game four days later after apparently sustaining a second head injury. And so This dismissal of the neurologist came just hours before the players union and the NFL announced on Saturday that they were working to modify the league's concussion protocol. How's the voting thus far on today's poll question? So you asked, do the viewing
5: habits of NFL fans bear responsibility for the danger of the sport? The viewing
4: habits, right. Are we culpable because, hey, we tune in to see guys get knocked around like that.
5: Over 5000 people have already voted and mm-hmm. we're only an hour into the show. How close is it? It's running 64% to 36%. Would you like to know the 64%? Yeah,
4: I haven't voted yet, but I'd like I'd like to know. Can I guess? Mm-hmm. 64% are saying Yes, we bear some responsibility.
5: As usual, you're wrong with the <laughs> Thank
4: survey, you. With the At full least question. you know I'm not peaking.
5: 64% are saying no. Uh, the, the viewing <laughs> habits of NFL fans do not bear responsibility for the danger of the sport.
4: Dr. Chris Nowinski is co-founder and CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. That's a nonprofit that helps lead research into traumatic brain injury. Dr. Nowinski, great to have you back on the program. Of course, I think of you every time there's an incident like this, which is all too often.
6: No, thanks, Michael. I know you, you were on this earlier than everyone.
4: You made some news with your uh, with your social media after the initial hit on Tua. What, what were you thinking when you saw in the game against the Bills that incident take place?
6: Yeah, on Sunday, I saw Tua show five distinct signs uh, after his head hit off the turf, he grabbed his head. He took a couple of bad steps. He did the shake off the cobwebs move. He fell. His teammates held him up. I was certain in 2022 we weren't going to see him the rest of the game. And so when he went back in and i they claimed it was a back injury, I i took the Twitter and put down my thoughts to say this is absurd. I used some cuss words, um, and I was hoping that. It would set in place the protections that would at least make them sober up by Thursday. And so the fact that they doubled down and this happened, you know, the Dolphins deserve whatever bad things come to them. But it's unfortunately that Tua is the one whose career is now uh, in jeopardy and his income in his future.
4: Of what significance, if any, is is what the player himself has to say as these events are? playing out in other words if, if if he's of the mindset that it's a back injury and he wants to play do we need to be deferential at all to him
6: no never <laughs> you know, this is a, a brain injury it's like asking a drunk person if they're okay to drive they're going to tell you yes because they're not thinking straight uh and we've been through this for 20 years so the nfl already knows it doesn't matter what the player says the doctor's job is to it you know did make that determination with their own eyes as to what concussion signs they saw after a potential con- concussion mechanism, which is, for example, getting hit in the head, your head to get off the turf, whiplash, whatever it is. So um, there's no excuse. And actually, they've made so many mistakes over the years. The NFL now requires the team doctor to review the video of the impact before they clear him. So he's got no excuse either. And then I'll mention you mentioned the uh, unaffiliated doctor being fired. He's a sacrificial lamb. Um, the, the team doctor exclusively makes the choice on return. And so that's how we have to, that's who we have to focus on here as is just one of the things, but also the coach for not stepping in and going, I know what a concussion looks like. I'm not playing him the ownership for, for, for ignoring our warnings that were discussed in the New York times that advances the game that he shouldn't play. Like, it's just an embarrassment across the whole league and I'm glad we're still talking about it and I've done more interviews in the last 72 hours than I have in the last year because every, the fans know how ridiculous this was the media knows how ridiculous this was and it's time to you know hold the NFL accountable
4: I'm glad that you answered in the way that you just did by by sort of checking the boxes and addressing each person or each office's culpability because I had a caller before the top of the hour break who said well what about the coach regardless of, of what the screening may have revealed. You know, if, if the coach is watching with his own eyes, didn't he have an obligation to say, you're not playing? And your answer to that is affirmative.
6: Yeah, you always have the opportunity to be more conservative than the doctor. The doctors are human, and they can make mistakes. It doesn't let this doctor off, but it does say that you know, any coach in charge of a player who's ever concerned about their health has the right to leave them on the bench i mean let's you know and everyone needs to know that
4: you were quoted in the uh i think it was in the the palm beach post initially and then maybe picked up in usa today as saying quote it's hard to watch nowinski said two concussions too close together ended my career destroyed my brain and it shouldn't be happening to anyone else 20 years later first of all what was your experience
6: So mine was a little different because in 2003, we didn't uh, educate athletes on concussions. We didn't have concussion protocols. So what I learned after I retired was that I'd been getting concussions my whole career. I wasn't saying anything because I didn't know any better, and I didn't realize the rest was important. And two concussions in uh, May and June 2003 plus not taking any time off after the first or after the second, gave me permanent post-concussion syndrome, a sleep disorder, uh, 15 years of headaches, inability to exercise without getting nauseous, and it was basically the daily headaches that made me stay at this, going, "Why why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to athletes? Why don't we just tell them concussions are bad? Why don't we just let them rest? And so I wrote a book in 2006, and, and one of the discoveries I made in, in researching it was that, oh, the NFL is actively orchestrating covering this whole thing up, right? When Troy Aikman and Steve Young had their concussions in the 90s, the NFL put together a committee, and they did some big tobacco-like research that said, everything's fine, you've got to get knocked out, you put him back in, it's totally safe because no one's died yet. <laughs> and it's so, so ridiculous. Um, and, you know, the NFL is, you know, we have to appreciate their incentives are completely not aligned here. You know, if Tua gets hurt, they'll just find another guy, and, and, and they don't have to necessarily pay for their long-term brain health or the hundreds of millions of dollars Tua could out in future income. You know, that's still unsure of what would happen there. So we got to keep our eyes on them because they set a terrible example for every parent and kid out there last Sunday. And, you know, a kid can get killed if you put them back uh, with a concussion.
4: Well, we used to say, "Oh, he he had his bell rung." I, I my brother, uh, four years older than I am, Chris, uh, back in junior high high school, had a number of concussions, and that was the expression: "Oh, he, he got his bell rung again."
6: Yeah, yeah, no, we we've given a, a million colorful euphemisms for dings and all these things, but. The reality is if we started calling them brain injuries or traumatic brain injuries, we'd probably take them a lot more seriously. I mean, we all are, it's so funny that we're all comfortable with guys coming out of the game with a hamstring tweak or an ankle ankle roll and and all they'll be out for a month while their medial lateral ligament recovers. But when you damage the most important part of your body, we're still putting guys back in, but we're not sure they're damaged. And that's one of the things you mentioned They're They're going to update the protocol. You know, they're putting just sort of a Band-Aid on one of the obvious, you know, open wounds on this protocol. But the protocol itself, let's, like, what should be clear to everybody is this is not a conservative medical and scientific protocol. This is a protocol that recognizes that if you are an NFL player pulled out of a game in a key situation, the, the team might no longer trust you to be a guy they can count on and it can affect your future earnings. So players are scared to death of being labeled with a concussion, especially when they're healthy. And so the whole blue tent thing, which no one else does, you know, that is a way to get people back on the field when you are not absolutely certain they don't have a concussion. And so every time they put a player back in who they've removed, because they were concerned, they're rolling the dice. And every year when they when they do that, they find out people they cleared during the game. After the game, they found out they had a concussion because there were delayed symptoms, which is a well-known phenomenon. So you're, you're basically watching, you know, you, you, every game for me is like white-knuckling, like are they screwing this up? Is this guy's future going to be okay? And as a co-founder of the Unite Brain Bank at Boston University School of Medicine, you know, and I've seen what happens decades later these guys. You know, it is just hard to watch. Um, you know, what's happening in the field, because we know it has downstream effects once they're out of the spotlight.
4: I have a naive question. Given what you now know as as one of the co-founders of the concussion legacy foundation, is any amount of time in between concussions a sufficient amount of time? In other words, my naive question is, upon impact, is the brain damage done if there's never anything else that happens? Or is it a succession of hits to the head that usually causes what you have seen in terms of CTE?
6: Well, that's a great question. So there's two types of brain damage happening with a concussion. One is physical brain damage. so you're actually tearing axons and, and creating in some, most cases some, some microscopic permanent damage that your brain works around to get to gain function back. But you also have what's called the neurometabolic cascade of concussions, chemical changes, metabolic changes, blood flow changes that will recover, you know, within usually weeks, you know, you know, two weeks, six weeks, somewhere in there. The concern for return to play primarily focuses on going back before that neurometabolic metab- cascade concussion is recovered. If, if you get this second energy crisis, the second chemical crisis um, before the person is recovered, you can tip somebody from recovering to, oh, boy, you've just wiped out a whole lot of neurons that were on their way to recovery. And now you're talking about real serious concussion. So, But you still are losing neurons either way long term. And that's why after 10 concussions, some people have permanent symptoms or five concussions or two concussions because you've killed so many brain cells that are never coming back. And your, your plasticity and your ability to overcome it goes away. So there's no safe amount, but definitely that first month is the riskiest time to come back.
4: A final question for Chris Nowinski. Thank you for being so gracious with your time. Uh, what about our responsibility? Those of us who are fans, those of us who tune in, what are we tuning in for? We're tuning in for the big hits, and is there some bloodlust on our part that is partly responsible for this?
6: No, I mean I think the reaction from the country on this shows that, that they care about the players. I don't. This is not the the fans' fault. It, it, we have to appreciate is this is pure entertainment. Just like when I used to wrestle for WWE, this is entertainment. You're allowed to watch it, and you want to hope that they're acting in the best interest of the athletes, and in some places they are and in some places they aren't. But you're still allowed to watch TV for entertainment. The flaw in this is that we consider the NFL like we consider our children playing in high school and playing in youth. Uh, these are two separate animals. What you see at the NFL should never happen in high school. You, you should never put your kid back into a game, even if you have a whiff of a concussion. And then the other part of it is uh, let's sober up. If the NFL can't keep their kids safe, you know, the other athletes safe, with 30 doctors there and all these protocols in place, your child's not safe playing the same sport when they're young. And so we strongly suggest do not put your child in youth tackle football, no tackling before 14. Besides the missed concussions, they're going to have uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy is a risk every time you're getting your head hit, and so protect your kids. You know, and and transfer this concern about TUA uh, into concern about your kids.
4: Great message. Thank you so much. I really appreciate whenever you're here. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Michael. All right, take care. Chris Nowinski, ladies and gentlemen, is the co-founder and CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. That's a nonprofit that helps lead research into traumatic brain injury the palm beach post with a sort of florida angle because he's a boynton beach resident spoke about just the dolphins that his foundation has studied they've studied the brains of nick bonacani jim kick earl moral and other dolphins after their deaths to diagnose chronic traumatic encephalopathy
2: this is the smirconish podcast from sirius xm
4: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses
5: Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
2: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
5: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
7: Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee Governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance, and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Listen to Michael live, weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124, and on the SXM app.
4: Years ago, I said it'll be suburban moms who put an end to this, uh, Fourteen is the age. Fourteen is the age where he says no tackle before that age. What will be the impact of all of this? Uh, when I, uh, you know, in my day, uh, soccer was totally secondary, totally secondary. That has shifted uh, in terms of, of participation. But I don't know how many how many moms are going to let their kids play after watching what happened to Tua. And Chris does agree with the way the majority is voting this is not the fault of the fans and those who are watching he says it's the it's the fault of the nfl for not better protecting their players nevertheless the poll question today is do the viewing habits of nfl fans bear responsibility for the danger of the sport i thought it would be perfect on a monday after a weekend of nfl action another game tonight by the way at least 12 players were removed from yesterday's games under the league's concussion protocol. So it's a big deal. It is a big, big deal. Neurological evaluations occurred across eight of 14 games Sunday and appeared to suggest a cautious uptick of emphasis when compared to numbers from the previous week, says Charles Robinson, the NFL columnist for Yahoo Sports. Sandy in Pennsylvania. Hi, Sandy. What a tragedy you're about to bring up.
8: Yes. Good morning, Michael. My- Hi. My query is in regard to all those people who voted no because of what happened in Indonesia and France and Italy and Great Britain. And although you mentioned that soccer is not as popular, what the heck would they do if people blocked the field and died? Doesn't that reflect a bit of um, poor judgment? the side of well, I don't know government NFL whoever runs our football
4: right the situation in indonesia though i'm not sure how are you linking that together with the the concussions of NFL athletes i know that more than 100 died we have the story at smirkandish.com yes. today but where where's yes. the connection between the two
8: well the connection is that if they're angry enough as you were Let's go back. As you were mentioning, they're looking for the fight. They're looking, right. just like in hockey, they're looking for people to be slammed against the wall and beat with the sticks. And here's a audience flopping the field because their team won or lost. Mm-hmm. Is that the pressure that the NFL is putting on players that we want?
4: I don't know how to respond to that. I, I can only say that I think a, an NFL player, Tom Brady, is he's the aberrant one. Typically, they get three or four years, and that's it. So the pressure on these guys is to make hay while the sun shines. They, they've been working their whole lives to get there, although they're young, and this is their chance to make money. So, on one hand, they want to be protective of their health. On the other hand, if they're not playing, they're not getting paid. And if they become known as concussion-prone, that's going to be an issue. Aaron, you're in Connecticut thinking what today on the NFL issue?
1: Hey, Michael.
6: Uh, I'm an EMT, and I was recently on the sidelines of a Pop Warner game,
0: actually four Pop Warner games over a weekend, because they can't even have the games without an EMT on the sidelines. So, over those four games...
6: I had two concussions, a broken wrist, a broken rib, and another one with cramps so bad that he couldn't walk. We transported two of them by ambulance, and two other ones went by their parents. Jesus.
4: Um, My son plays flag football, and he is never getting anywhere near tackle. The Pop Warner, what ages were they?
6: They were like a... 10 to 11 to 13
4: fourteen 11 to 13 14 so Chris, Chris Nowinski wouldn't have had many if if any of them playing tackle yet and that's what you saw in four games uh, that was one weekend it's a lot yep yeah it's a lot my uh my father, who very much wanted my brother and me to play football, wouldn't let us play until junior high school. In fact, I can remember it was the Warrington Athletic Association. Dad, I want to play in the Warrington Athletic Association because my friend Tom Kentop, who lived around the corner, he was playing for Warrington and he had a cool jersey and I wanted one. I don't even know if I wanted to play. I think I just wanted the jersey. My father's rule at that time was not until junior high. William, you're in New York City making an observation about soccer. Go ahead and make it.
0: Yes, Michael, thank you. Um, I've, I've read a statistic, and you have to fact-check it, that there's more concussions in soccer than there is in football, with the headers and the people's heads coming together going for the ball. I'd be curious to hear the doctor's opinion on it.
4: Yeah, I have. Too bad I wasn't on top of my game. I could have asked him that. I think yours is a legitimate concern for anybody who watches soccer, especially at a professional level, to see it. Rich, back to you in Pittsburgh with the son who plays hockey.
0: Yeah, sorry, Michael. Sorry. That's right. Um, yeah. So my only point—I thought you had a great with the, but I do think the fans play a role because you can see at the game the difference in the game when the fans riling up the kids and. And they, I just can't
4: do it. Hey, hey, Dan, we Dan let me really tell tried. you or Alex what he wants to say, and then you relay it to me, okay? Sure thing. All right, thank you, sir. Catherine, you're in
3: Florida. Hi. Hey, now. Um, my, hey, now. My 14-year-old hey son was, was playing um, rugby, which is a very aggressive sport, and got an obvious injury on a forefield. And the coach was going to put him out again because he was such successful runner and i literally walked out into the middle of the field and pulled his son off and the coaches then came up to me after the game and apologized because they ought to are at risk because he had to the slaughter but i think they get caught up in the moment and as far as the nfl and professional football players where's their um where's their agent i keep thinking show me the money.
4: Like, well, okay, but the, the agent
3: the,
4: the the agent might have the same the same conflict as the player, right? I mean, the agent's got a piece oh, yeah. of the action. That's how he's getting paid. But it's a it's a good point yeah. you make. I don't know, I don't know. Hey, what is this bad phone day? Yeah. Do you know that um, uh, all of a sudden at home has it, just happened within the last two weeks? I cannot maintain a what phone connection. connection. You've dropped me a couple times. And we so, talked about it. Yeah. What what does that mean I when no out of the
0: blue?
5: See, I thought it was the weather.
4: No. This has been going on for before Ian. Mm. Just out of the blue, cell phone reception, something's wrong with the tower near you. That's it. You or maybe I wonder I wonder if I had things. if I had a booster plugged in somewhere. Right. Could that be it? You need it. Yeah, but I'm just wondering. I, I better search the house and find out where's Which, the booster. with unplugged. Where's the booster and who, and who un, and who unplugged it? Uh, Jeff, greetings in Philly. What did you want to offer?
0: Hey, Michael. Uh, coach travel soccer for 15 years, girls travel soccer. We had to undergo mandatory concussion training every year before we were allowed a coach, and the kids had to go through a pre pre-con- concussion testing program. So, M- multiple times during my coaching career, kids had concussions during games. It, it happens in soccer. But the, 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 the uh, symptoms are so obvious when it happens, it shocked me that the NFL cannot figure this out when we can do it for girls soccer.
4: You had no trouble doing the screening, and you're wondering why the NFL struggled with, with, with all the the resources they have. I don't
1: know.
0: I don't know either. It's, I, guess, I guess there's more money involved. Girls, In other words, for, for, for you as it.
4: for you as a layperson, a non-physician, you can easily discern when when one of your players has had a concussion.
0: I I mean, we didn't have a problem doing it. What what what's the primary test? There are multiple tests that you have to go through. Kids have to go through, even for middle school sports. And when when something happens to them and they are acting slightly differently than they were before with the abundance of caution, you pull them off.
4: Right. Yeah. Seems like a no brainer. Seems like a no brainer.
2: This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listen to Michael live.
2: Weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Whatever
4: happened to Gary Allen? What do you mean happened to? You you were going to book him. Right. <laughs> I, think they were, I think they were sort of setting me up to take them all golfing. <laughs> because you're the big golfer? Well, somebody, somebody in Gary's band reached yeah,
5: out to me and said, I love that song, person, by the way. I, know I you love did. that song. I, I love
4: that whole album. Uh, and said, hey, Gary's a big fan. I'm a big fan. And do you want to come to the show? Okay. Okay. This is a true story, I think. Right. Am
5: I, am I, we're and about I, to air dirty laundry, I, though. Cause... No, 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 not at okay. all. Okay.
4: And, and I'm like, no, I can't because I think it was a school night. I think it was a CNN night. You can't do that. Like, well, you know, we usually play golf in every town we go to. That was like, the response. Okay. Oh. <laughs>
5: That's hysterical. That's but you didn't cool. tell me that. Yeah. Dan, Dan's, oh, Dan's involved. Wait. Well,
4: but I, I couldn't make that happen. I like, you know uh, what? I'm going to you could have. I, I don't I Bro, don't know what happened. Yeah, if Dan's. you're free, if you're free to go to Grant, Oklahoma, this weekend, he's playing at the Choctaw Casino and Resort on Saturday. Why so do you could go this? play Why? golf there. Oh, Why I'm at GaryAllen.com. I just wanted to say you asked whatever happened to Gary Allen I, and I was like well I'm a radio like producer so uh, start on the internet I'd like to see him in a place <laughs> like that instead of yeah. seeing him in Philadelphia I wouldn't want to mm-hmm. see like Gary Allen in New York City or Boston no don't I say that I have seen him in that the south or in the venues. west well, he did he sold out okay. here he was in Jim Thorpe Pennsylvania I would have seen him in Jim Thorpe mm. in Malchunk, Chunk as we call it Waco, anyway. Texas, Macon, Georgia, Mobile, see? Alabama, Akron, yep. Ohio, right. Concord, Mobile, North Carolina, Alabama. That's where yep. I want to see Gary Allen. But the point is, when I didn't put together the golf, all of a sudden I never heard from those guys that again. That's
5: true. That was and the he never, laundry. Was And he, he never came he on never the show. Responded and he never came on the show. Right. <laughs>
4: uh okay, Chuck, you're in Huntsville, Alabama. Now that's a good place to see Gary Allen perform. What did you most want to say?
9: Hey, good morning, Michael. Hi. Um I'm a high school football official here and I've never been afraid to send someone off before for concussion symptoms. Um, you know it's it's taken very seriously, especially at the high school uh, level. Uh, there's a page in the back of the rule book uh, that lists all the signs that officials need to be on the lookout for for concussions. And as far as things you know bleeding down from the NFL and college level, um, we're seeing a lot of issues like you know, players wearing their pants above their knees, you know, wearing shorts almost. Um, you know, taunting and the way the, the players treat each other, treat the officials. It all comes down from the top, and so right. if the NFL doesn't get a handle on this, it's going to be, you know, uh, coming down to the lower levels and, and being an issue for all of us.
4: It's a great point. Hey, I didn't think about it. And give me a quick answer if you can. What is your responsibility as a referee to get involved and say, no, 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 this kid can't play anymore?
9: Uh, if I see a a kid that that just got you know lit up. And he displays any symptoms, uh, wobbling, uh, trouble getting up or whatever. We stop the clock, stop the game, and we call the trainer out. And we can make the decision to send him off. And the, uh, the requisite for him to come back in is being cleared by a, quote, medical professional. Although that's not, uh, uh, you know, spec- specified. Does it have to be a doctor? Does it have to be a, a trainer? Uh, it's a medical professional. So Smart.
4: Yeah, I, I like it's it. The
9: to, it's on the coaches and their staffs to get those professionals and have them, you know, evaluate them to come back on the field.
4: Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate the, uh, the insight. My dad was a 40-year referee at the high school and college level. Robin, Atlanta, what did you most want to say?
8: Well, I most wanted to say that here in the South, um, you know, you can't really expect to play high school ball if you haven't started when you're like seven or eight years old playing tackle ball. And so I feel like not only does the NFL need to take more steps to protect their players, but just like your previous caller um, said, uh, they also need to put more effort into these um, young football programs and encouraging them to not play tackle ball um, you know, until yeah. they're in high school because, I think you know. I
4: think you put your finger on something. I mean I, I'm a product of an era where there, was, there were three, there, there were still you know three lettermen, as they would say, somebody who would play football in the fall and basketball in the winter and then play baseball in the spring, and now it's all this specialization and parents who are driving their kids to 4 a.m ice hockey practice, and you know which your sport going to be because you need a hook. I get it. <clears throat> Julie, you're in Minnesota. Go ahead with your idea.
0: Yeah, so like I told you, uh the guy who mans the phones there, this is not meant to be snarky at all. Um, I've thought for several years, I'm a huge NFL fan, watch like every weekend, every game. Uh, maybe the solution isn't to make a helmet that can be uh, absorb a harder hit, but go back to like leather helmets.
4: Or take them off.
0: Yeah. You're right. So, I mean, there's going to be a little more, you know, thinking about how hard they're going to hit that other guy if they're not wearing a helmet. Right.
4: But now now you're getting to my I I love it. If you really want to protect heads, take off the helmets because now nobody's going to use their head as a weapon. But now you're getting into my poll question, which is if they soften the sport that way, are we still going to watch? Megan, Lexington, Kentucky, women all have opinions on this. Go ahead, Megan.
8: Hi, Michael. i just kind of liking this whole situation. Sorry, your I li- speaker. Um, I'm sorry, I'm you're liking, liking the situation the- to the yeah. hyper-partisanship in the media? How so? Uh, where it sells. And if it didn't sell as well, then the people producing the media product would not be engaging in that activity.
4: Mm-hmm. It's market-driven. I mean, what do we tune in for? We tune in for the big hits. That's what everybody wants to see. Benita in Florida. Hi.
3: Hi. How are you, Michael? All good. My point is this. I was a uh, 30-year-plus athletic director in uh, high school here in Florida. And uh, two points. First point is that the kids most definitely emulate what they see with the college and the pro athletes. And... During my career, I saw it get worse and worse and worse. And then number two, the parents of these athletes need to be educated as to how serious concussions are. I recall a situation uh, where we had a quarterback of our football team that was a very successful team, and uh, he, he got his bell rung his father believe it or not was actually a radiologist and i got called from the end zone because the radiologist was arguing with our athletic trainer who was insisting he, that his son was not going back in the game because of the injury and he
4: wanted and the radiologist and, uh, wanted him to play correct yeah i got a roll thank you for that tidbit
2: more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, channel 124.
8: Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app.
2: Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.
8: Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds.
7: Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right former Tennessee governors, Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to you might be right. A new podcast from the Baker school at the university of Tennessee available now, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh,